Hear now our reading from the Gospel of Matthew. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem asking, Where is the child who has been born king of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened and all Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet, And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are no, by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word that I may also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out. And there, ahead of them, went the star that they had seen at its rising, until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then, opening their treasure chests, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair, with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, The one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am now worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the Spirit descending like a dove upon him. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, the Beloved. With you I am well pleased. Amen. Would you pray with me? Word and words, O God, may you, the true word, reveal to us through these words the epiphanies you have for us today. Amen. Okay, moment of truth. This week, how many of you have lost your keys, your phone, your glasses, maybe your wallet? Really? No one? 
There's a few. Okay, I'm not alone, thank goodness. And you know that Katie and Sue Ellen could tell you how many times I've lost my keys around here. And yes, I'm known to wander through my house or the church building calling, Hey Siri, where are you? And if you're wondering, as long as she's charged, she'll answer, I'm right here. When I lose something, I find myself checking all the regular places. By the door, on my person, in my purse, on the counter. But it isn't until I stop and retrace my steps and think that all of a sudden, aha, oh, I was on the phone when I came inside and went straight to the dog crate to let Maddie out, and I set it down, I set my keys down so I'd have a free hand. There they are. That moment, as trivial as it seems, is a mini epiphany. Vernacular has taken the word epiphany, and we use it for realizations about major life events, but even moments of finding a lost item. The greater epiphany, the original meaning of the word, that we celebrate today with these hymns and the children's procession, and even this star on the pulpit, on the pulpit vestment, celebrates the revelation of Jesus as God's Son, as King of the Jews, as Messiah for all the world. It's an unveiling, a tearing open of what was once hidden to show who Christ is and the purpose of him here with us as Emmanuel and Son of God. Epiphany is also the story of a growing awareness of the purpose of God in the world. A time for us to reflect on our own faith journeys and how we might seek the continual epiphany of God working in and through our experiences. The Magi's journey is not without moments of epiphany that we might experience in our own lives. The wise men come from the east to a place of power, to Jerusalem, to King Herod, whom they assume would know of the birth of this great king. It's in this interaction with Herod that we learn how they came across this knowledge. They were men who paid attention to detail. Astrologers by profession, men who watched the stars and calculated events. We observed the star. There's no mention that it was bright or that many others had seen this star, but instead the epiphany of God is something to be observed only when carefully considering the multiplicity of the stars in the heaven, something probably only an astrologer might notice. After college, I worked in an inpatient rehabilitation hospital. Our patients consisted of things from knee replacements to strokes and traumatic brain injuries. I started out as a therapy tech, assisting the speech, occupational, and physical therapists with their patients and leading people through exercises for their treatment program. I partnered with people during some of the most difficult times and vulnerable times in their life. Them when they were unable to do what they once could do so easily, those who were in great pain, those who had lost the ability to communicate and felt frustrated or isolated, and those who were injured, maybe on the job, and were having to cope with what this new life might look like. 
and I saw their optimism, their determination, and their authenticity even in hard decisions or moments when realizing the prognosis wasn't so good. I saw that hope came from my coworkers' care for these patients, their compassion, and what an impact it made in their lives. I experienced the sacred moments of debriefing with nurses after a code when the patient didn't survive, and those moments of sharing the grief with a family whose loved one had passed. Here in my job, through these people, I experienced the epiphany of a growing awareness of God's purpose in the world. A purpose of calling us all to be ministers wherever we find ourselves. Just as the patients were ministers to me, and just as the staff were ministering in their vocation, the Magi experienced God in their vocation as well, showing us that God comes and meets us wherever we are, in our activities and in our work. God's call is there. Vocation, after all, means calling. The wise men experienced epiphany in their openness to seeing God in their work and in the small occurrences like the star, but they also knew the scriptures. The pronouns in Greek are a bit confusing here, but many scholars believe that they, that Herod asks about where the Messiah is to be born, is the wise men. They quote the Hebrew prophet and answer. These are men who are wide-read, looking not just to the writings and teachings of those who might look or believe like them, but they are ones who stay abreast with, with, with the world and its cultures. We, too, can learn to be attentive to what's going on around us at a local and global level, both in families and in culture, with the different beliefs even here within our church and throughout the world. They saw God in the details of the star, and they saw this possible connection with these writings. They were open to consider being, they were open to consider that the coincidence was deeper, and they approached it with curiosity, anticipation, and even skepticism. They go to seek what they believe is a work of God. How often do we seek a deeper understanding? How often are we truly observant of the world around us? How often do we spend time contemplating or pondering the scriptures alongside our current experiences? How long do we really ask and struggle with what might being revealed what with what might be being revealed to us now. Even though I can't seem to find my own keys, I do have an uncanny ability to know where things are when I don't need them. Often my husband, Will, will call out, have you seen my keys? Or this past week as it snowed and they spread the paw damaging salt on the roads, do you know where the dog's boots are? Have you looked in the basket by the front door? Yes, he says. And then I walk over and pull them out of the tangle of gloves and leashes and other odds and ends we stick there. In my family, we would say, if it was a snake, it would have bit me. <laughs> 
The Magi encourage us to look for help. They go to the king of the land, and he even calls the scribes and the priests to help. They seek community to better understand Epiphany. And while we, like the Magi, don't always ask the most trustworthy source, the lesson is to ask. Epiphanies are to be shared, to be processed, and to be sought out in a community. One of the beautiful traditions of Baptist life is the priesthood of all believers. An acknowledgement that epiphanies come to us all, but they are meant to be explored in community. We do not go about our priestly call of experiencing God alone. We are to go to our sibling priest and share our epiphanies, to ask for guidance and to gain insight through our interactions. Epiphanies are meant to be shared. And they're also meant to be continual works. The men are wise in discerning the spirit of God, of seeking a deeper understanding and being open to leaving in a different way than they came. We're often challenged by the spirit of God through scripture, prayer, worship, and in our, in our, in our interactions with others and the new knowledge and experiences we gain as we seek and share. How can we be open to the continual epiphanies in our lives? Open to changing our plans? Open to walking down a new path because of our encounters with God? The revelation of Christ, the purpose of God, the teachings of Jesus, do not make our life easier or lead us on a path to worldly success. Jesus transforms us and calls us to repent to literally turn around, to experience new life again and again, to follow him in compassion for others, even into death. Today is the first of the six Sundays of Epiphany. Epiphany begins with two great epiphanies, that of the Magi and that of the baptism of our Lord that Jean just read. And Mark, the beginning of the good news, is not a nativity story, but a different kind of birth, the baptism. While ritual bathing was part of Jewish culture, and even the Essenes, a particular sect, would baptize, what sets the baptism account that was read apart is that it is a baptism paired with repentance. A baptism that is not just about becoming clean, but a baptism of challenge and change. A baptism of becoming new and leaving differently because of it. For us, as we celebrate the baptism and the epiphany found in the baptism, it's because it's an unveiling of who Jesus is. The text says that the heavens are torn apart Mark is the gospel where the heavens are torn apart once more at the crucifixion. This tearing apart to uncover what was once hidden points to God doing something new, revealing a novel way of working in the world, the beginning of Jesus' ministry as Son of God, and the new life we all have in Christ. Yet in this baptism account— The epiphany is not for those who are gathered on the side of the river. 
There's no mention of John proclaiming that the one greater than him was in their presence. And it's only Jesus who sees the heavens torn apart and a dove descending. Epiphanies are deeply personal. Here we experience Jesus entering humbly into solidarity with us, repenting as we should repent, participating in a sign of God's promise on our lives. And as we read of his personal experience of hearing this voice from heaven, we're invited to experience it anew ourselves. This is my beloved child with whom I am well pleased. God works through the ordinances of baptism and communion, these signs that point us towards God that we participate in. Their job is to reveal to us who we are, beloved, valued, forgiven, part of the family, a member of the body of Christ, and deeply changed, called to a life of ministry. I invite you to consider your own baptism. Remember the proclamation you made, or maybe even ponder the possibility of making a declaration of your own personal epiphany. That Jesus is Lord, that there will be no other rulers over your life, and that you are and will continue to seek, to be challenged, and to be changed by the Spirit. A public profession that you have glimpsed the truth of God's love and grace, and an act of the community of believers affirming that you are God's beloved. When we baptize here, we as a congregation often join in with a baptismal covenant with the individual. It reflects this epiphany of Jesus' baptism. Listen to it anew as you reflect on your own baptism. You who are gathered here represent the whole church. We are welcoming this individual into our community of faith and into the community of faith around the world past generations and generations to come. Do you, as members of their church family, promise to show them God's love? We do. Do you promise to offer care and encouragement to them in body, mind, and spirit to live a life of faith and justice, supporting them in their spiritual journey? We do. Do you promise to share the gifts of God's grace with them, nurturing them with your joy, your questions, your faith, and your love? We do. Do you promise to pray for them and to support them as you are able as ministers of Christ's love? With God's help, we do. What a great reminder of the continual epiphany that is Christ being revealed to us in us, to us, and among us, that we have a community around us to partner with us along the way, to encourage us to observe and contemplate like the Magi, to seek answers within a community, to enter humbly into solidarity with other believers, and to affirm each other of our value and our worth as God's children. Epiphanies are personal but not private. Our epiphanies are meant to be shared. 
Epiphanies are continual, not an isolated occurrence. We are called to an everlasting journey of epiphany. May the revelation of God, the continual ways that God shows forth in your life, be watched for, cherished, explored with curiosity, guided by a community of believers, and leave you changed, called to a new life as beloved of God. Amen.